Welcome to The Honest Report, a weekly podcast analyzing media coverage of the Arab-Israeli conflict, anti-Semitism, and radical Islamic terrorism. The condemnation of Kanye West is reaching fever pitch, intensifying after he was banned from Twitter for this anti-Semitic tweet. DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Now one of the biggest names in sports facing backlash for spreading anti-Semitism, NBA star Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets shared a link last week on social media to a 2018 film that's been described as anti-Semitic. Here's your host, Rob Walker. Anti-Semitism, often called history's oldest hatred, has a habit of reinventing itself in order to stay a powerful force in society. In contemporary times, anti-Semitism has often hidden behind a veneer of anti-Zionism, but its core anti-Jewish nature has never changed. Despite anti-Semitism's changing face, only with continuing ignorance can it be given oxygen. And that's where an innovative and interactive new exhibit, soon to be launched across Canada, will add a unique voice. In this week's podcast, we sit down with Sam Eskenazi. Sam is the Director of Advocacy for La'ad Canada a non-profit advocacy organization taking a different approach when it comes to educating the general public about Israel and the Jewish people. Welcome to the Honest Report Podcast. Sam, welcome to the Honest Report Podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you, Rob. So Sam, you have a uh, an exhibit that's going to be arriving uh, shortly. It's going to be really on the road starting in March, and you're going to be taking this exhibit on the road to schools and uh, and elsewhere. And this really is going to be an introduction for many people, particularly in smaller communities across the country, uh, really an introduction to not just who the Jewish people are, but really uh, an in-depth view in terms of how how the Jewish people and the land of Israel are connected. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, I mean, it's basically, as you said, it is a traveling exhibit. And the idea for this really came about because in 2018, uh, Lad Canada commissioned a national opinion survey, and a lot of the questions had to do with Jews, Judaism, uh, just people's understanding of a lot of things related to Jews and Judaism. And what we realized from those results was that the majority of Canadians knew little to nothing about you know Jews and Judaism, especially if they did not live in the GTA or places where they you know frequently connected or, or spoke to Jewish people. Um, but not only that, if they knew something, very often it was actually incorrect. It was something that they thought. It was true, for example, you know, the number of people who are just convinced that Jewish people, um, you know, hold that Jesus is the Messiah and we're just waiting for him. Um, you know, people believe that, for example, you know, we wash our feet before we pray, just all kinds of things that exist out there that people believe about us that it is actually not true. Uh, so this museum seeks to really answer four fundamental questions, and that is who are the Jewish people? Where do they come from? what do they believe, and what is anti-Semitism, and how is it similar or different than other forms of racism? And as you said, it's going to be traveling uh, first around around the province of Ontario, really to places where, you know, there, there there's not that much uh, Jewish exposure, so people really just don't have a chance to learn this information. Uh, it's just going to be out there for them to, to hopefully learn about their Jewish friends and neighbors. And why is this, uh, why is this important for people to hear, and especially now? Well, you know, as as I don't need, I don't need to tell you, but there's obviously been a rise in anti-Semitism. Every organization that tracks this is showing a rise. You can just you know you can just feel it out there. Aside from the actual statistics, lately we have seen hateful and anti-Semitic rhetoric coming from dark corners of our society. Canadians were horrified to see Nazi flags brought to Ottawa last year. It had a chilling effect. Hate is being amplified online and on other platforms. And so 
We cannot and must not be complacent. All Canadians, especially those of us here who are leaders, need to stand up and call it out, plainly and loudly. A lot of the anti-Semitism can, I think, be divided into sort of two categories. There's you know, the people who are just hateful, right? They just don't like Jews, and it doesn't matter what you say to try and convince them. They don't like Jews. But that's the minority of people who are just outright haters. There is a substantial group that might believe something anti-Semitic or hold some sort of anti-Semitic view. And that really comes from a place of ignorance. They're not really aware of something or they, you know, they're starting off with some misconception, misperception about the Jewish people or Judaism. And so by seeking to really get to basics, you know, Jews believe in one God. Our book is called the Torah or the Hebrew Bible. Like really, really getting back to basics. We're hoping to educate people, those people especially that might have a misconception and really just let them know the truth about the Jewish people so that their views and, and opinions do not end up being expressed as anti-Semitism or, you know, eventually becoming a full-on anti-Semitic. So walk us through these, these sort of four categories of the exhibit. Sure. So, I mean, the first part is sort of, you know, who the Jewish people are. We go a bit through about that we are an ethno-religious people. Uh, I think the best way that I found to describe it, it doesn't say these exact words in the museum, but the best way to think about it is really to think about um, some of the First Nations and Indigenous groups in Canada. So, you know, let's talk about the, the Iroquois, for example. Um, so, you know, they they're, they would be considered maybe their own ethnicity, right? They're, they're Indigenous Canadians, First Nations Canadians. Um, they have their own nation, right? Their Iroquois nation. And they have their own Iroquois spirituality. So you can think about that for Jews. You don't have to be, you know, a practicing Jew, or you don't even have to believe in Jewish spirituality or Iroquois spirituality to be any more or less Jewish or Iroquois, again, depending on the people. Um, but this is not really a concept that we use these days. We don't talk about people as ethno-religious peoples. If you if you go back, you know, a few thousand years, everyone in the world practically was like this. And so, again, it's sort of a concept that was just lost over time. And so it's a bit unfamiliar. So that's sort of, you know, the crux of who the Jewish people are. Um, where do they come from? We have a quite a large section about the history of the Jewish people. So our, our genesis as a people, where did we become a people? And that's obviously going to be in you know, what is Israel, the land of Israel today, generally in the Middle East as well. And so we talk a little bit about the connection that the Jewish people have to that land specifically, uh, whether it's to Jerusalem with pilgrimage festivals or, you know, important burial sites or sites where uh, important uh, events in Jewish history have occurred, things like that. Uh, what they believe, again, just a recap of sort of some of the fundamental things that people might not know or, or probably, you know, have a misconception about Judaism. Um, so again, you know, Jews don't accept Jesus as the Messiah. Um, Jesus is not written, for example, in our text. There's not, you know, it's not, he's not explicitly written in there. There's, he's, his name is not mentioned. Um, we're not, we're not waiting for him as the Messiah, even though the concept of a Messiah is a Jewish idea because it, it was not believed by the surrounding uh, pagan or, or other groups around at the time. Um, so again, a little bit about the Jewish religion. And then lastly, about anti-Semitism. This one is often very confusing to people because Jews are one of the few groups that have a specific name for the racism or hatred against them. And so people don't understand necessarily what is this word. It sounds like it is a compound word, anti-Semitism. So I'm, that means I'm against Semitism, whatever that is. Um, and so we talk a little bit about it. And then again, how its expressions might be similar or different to other forms of racism, like anti-Black racism or, you know, anti-Asian hate, these kind of things, um, just to let people kind of get a better idea, wrap their heads around the ways in which Jews are, are uh, victimized in the modern day. And so today, a lot of anti-Semitism as it manifests 
Um, I mean, there is still classical anti-Semitism, of course, today, uh, but today it's much less acceptable to sort of stand on a street corner and say, I hate Jews and, and share a lot of those anti-Semitic tropes, although obviously that still happens. Um, but today there's a lot of anti-Zionism, um, which uh, is sort of a way that anti-Semitism often cloaks, and that's the denial of uh, Jewish uh, you know, collective rights, uh, Jewish connection to the land of Israel, etc. Tell us about sort of how that leads into anti-Semitism and how this kind of education, um, talking about uh, the Jewish people, can help also to uh, uh, to help set the record straight as far as Israel's connection uh, to the Jewish people and vice versa. Sure. So, I mean, first of all, I'll just start off by saying that as an organization, we are we are not, uh, you know, colloquially, we would say like a, an Israel advocacy organization. We are not that type of organization. Our big focus is on anti-Semitism and the ways that it is manifest here in Canada. However, that being said, there is obviously a connection between anti-Israelism and anti-Semitism, whether it's people who are anti-Semitic and they're hijacking a discussion about human rights in the Middle East to then hate on Israel because they actually just want to hate on Jews, or whether or not it's people who, you know, say that they're trying to support something, but at the same time, they're denying, you know, not just Jewish history in the land, but ultimately Christian history and Islamic history and archaeological history by saying that Jews have no reason whatsoever to be there. The international definition for indigenous rights is based on five characteristics. Number one is the coalescence of a culture group on the land. Number two is the ability to declare oneself and the group as indigenous. Number three is maintaining a distinct culture and language and religion. That means it's something that's not happening anywhere else in the world. Number four is having a unique sociocultural form that's different than any other place in the world. Number five is having a desire to reproduce the culture and maintain it into the future in that place. The Jewish people fit this definition in a way that's absolutely undeniable. The historical evidence that they have as having coalesced as a people here on the land is abundant and coming out more and more even to this day. Uh, when we look at the language, the language is something that has been revived while at the same time it's been something that has been continued to a point to be able to be revived. In addition, the religion is distinct and while we may have had a period of exile, the people here have a religion that's based on being in the land. And returning to the land has meant that they have been able to come home to the birthplace of their religion. So one of the biggest intersections that we find, and again, you know, we, we conduct not just this museum, but one of our largest programs is called the CARE Project, and we train uh, police, first responders, and public sector workers on anti-Semitism. So you know, we've been doing that for a, quite a while now. Um, and one of the biggest sort of points of confusion is why saying that Israel is a colonialist state, why is that anti-Semitic? Why does that sort of start off and, and lead you down the train of anti-Semitism? It's basically because, as I said, you are saying that Israel is a, a colony of either another country or they're just a foreign implant. You're denying, you know, Jewish, Christian, Islamic, archaeological history. So it's just it's just flat out wrong. But it's also, in a certain sense, it's it's worse than that because when you are talking about you know, colonialism, right? When, when the, you know, the, your European powers came over to North America, they didn't dig up ancient manuscripts of Shakespeare, right? They, they, you know, they didn't have a prior connection to this land. You're really saying that we're just a bunch of invaders and that ties into 
you know, discussions of Jewish ethnicity, are Jews white, are they not, which is, you know, a, a separate discussion, but it, it is obviously connected in this way. Further, the intersection that we find in these training programs is the discussion of using the terms the Israelis or Israel. Now, I often have to remind people that when we're talking about Israel, about 20 to 25 percent of the population of Israel are Israeli Arabs. They might identify as Palestinians. Uh, so 20, 20 to 25 percent are either Arabs or Palestinians, depending on how they would like to identify. Another 5 percent are other groups. So they could be Christians, Baha'is, uh, you know, other groups that are, are in Israel. And only about 70, 75 percent of Israelis are Jewish. But colloquially, when we're talking about it, and you're going to say something like, the Israelis killed three people, you probably are not referring to that 25 to 30% of non-Jewish Israelis. You, you probably mean the Jewish Israelis. Now, you might not know that you mean this or consciously mean this. And this is where that sort of unconscious bias opens the door to anti-Semitism. Because if all you're talking about is the Israelis are doing bad things, and again, even unconsciously, you're not considering that you don't mean non-Jewish Israelis, it's just the Jews, whether you like it or not, in your mind somewhere, there is a connection, Israelis, the Jews, therefore the Jews are doing something bad. Now, again, this is not for every, you know, it's not a blanket statement. You can definitely criticize Israel. Really, this is all contextual. However, again, it opens the door to that anti-Semitism from, you know, other points that are, are not related to the, the colonialism. So those are sort of the two biggest ones that we find when discussing anti-Semitism in Canada, what does that have to do with anti-Israelism and how how do the two uh, sort of feed each other? So Sam, how much of your, in your, in your experience, how much of anti-Semitic sort of feelings today, um, in your experience, of course, come as a result of or in some way as a result of um, the belief that Israel is, you know, or the Jewish people rather, don't have any sort of indigenous connection to the land of Israel, and that sort of that they're really this invading colonial power. In other words, how much of anti-Semitism that you've seen, researched, experienced today has some kind of a connection to these false beliefs about uh, about uh, the Jewish people's practices in Israel? So I think it really depends on either the group, maybe the the generation, uh, the age group. Um, a lot of people who you know they're familiar with history, they might you know might be reading the Bible on a regular basis. They're not. It, this is not shocking news to them that, Jew, that the Jews are connected to, the, to this land. Like, this is not at all surprising to them. Whether or not they then might believe something else anti-Semitic about Israel is you know, is separate. But at least it's not coming from a, a place where they believe the Jews have no reason to be in this land. They have no connection to be there. They, you know, they're just simply a, a foreign, random people. However, there there is definitely a group who, and listen, you know, people are not hurling anti-Semitic insults at me at my training sessions. Um, you know, so, so I'm not getting this from the people that I'm training. I, you know, I'm usually training police officers, first responders, uh, teachers and, and other public sector workers. So they're not hurling anti-Semitic insults at me. However, there clearly are a number of people who are just not familiar with the history. And if they don't, you know, as I always say, if you don't know any, if you know nothing, you'll believe anything. Right. And so that is the big challenge for people who don't necessarily know. And, you know, they don't have a reason to know. Maybe they're, maybe they're, they didn't grow up here. Uh, they're either recent immigrants where they they have no you know connection to a, a Judeo Christian culture, so that they have they're not familiar with any of the stories. Uh, I gave a training session just recently at uh, you know at a, a public university, and one of the security guards that it was was in attendance. Um, you know, he didn't grow up here, and he he had no idea about any you know biblical story, not familiar at all. You know, Genesis, Exodus, you know Noah's Ark, none of this stuff was at all familiar to him. 
He, he was not really sure what the Holocaust was. He had heard the word, but he had no idea what it was. So listen, someone like this, again, they have no information. When you present them with a certain narrative that might sound good, even if it is not based on reality, they might start to believe it. And then again, that could be expressed in anti-Semitism because they have suddenly purchased this idea uh, that is really negative about Israel, is untrue, that, you know, Jews are just colonialists. We're not actually from there. Um, you know, no, no Jews are, are, you know, have any connection to that land. Uh, and that, again, it opens the door. So this kind of education and this traveling exhibit that you're doing, in a practical sense, how do you see this helping, uh, you know, the police officers, uh, law enforcement, et cetera, in helping to identify anti-Semitism? What's the, the sort of the connection there? So it's sort of two parts. With our training programs, they're all very practical focused and job relevant. So we try to talk about hypothetical situations that the professionals might find themselves in, whether it's police officers, um, you know, so you'll, you would need to know, for example, that a observant Jew is not going to be driving on the Sabbath and they might, might not even be carrying ID. So if you stop someone on the street to ask questions, they might not, they probably don't have ID on them. Uh, you know, if they're speeding home on a Friday afternoon, it's because, I mean, it, <laughs> it's not always because, but it could be that they're in a rush to get home for the Sabbath and that's why they might be, you know, very short with you. They want to end that interaction very fast. One of the big things that we've had a discussion with a number of police forces was their their sort of policies on reassuring the community. They had different policies for different communities. So for example, they told me that with the Muslim community, and this is a certain police department, said that whenever there is an incident at the mosque, their policy is to bring a number of squad cars and a number of officers to show the community that they are taking this incident seriously and that they have a number of squad cars there, whether it's, you know, vandalism or it doesn't really matter. They just have a large presence at the mosque to reassure the community and that is what the community likes with jews i told them listen that is that is going to be the opposite if there's just a swastika you know like a very minor vandalism in the, in the grand scheme of things and obviously that is it's terrible not not to minimize that but if there's just a small swastika spray painted on my synagogue and all of a sudden there's you know 20 or 30 squad cars i don't need to tell you that the majority of jews are going to think that something horrible has happened and be scared not not reassured so that's sort of one part with the practical training with regards to the museum Again, it's providing that general basic information that people will hopefully allow, will hopefully prevent them from from uh, imbibing other ideas that are based on on untruths or or half truths because they have got that foundation of sort of who the Jewish people are, where they come from, what they believe in a very basic sense. So that way, they'll hopefully be more resistant to adopting anti-Semitic beliefs again that are based on lies because they have that that very basic foundation i mean listen it, the entire subject of, of jews and judaism and, and our history is is not you know it's it's not uh just enough for a 600 square foot uh or so museum but this is at least a, a foundation that we hope to to build on uh sam uh thank you so much for this uh how can people um sort of uh keep abreast of your uh of your exhibit uh your website or what's the best way to to stay t in touch Yes, yeah, so I would say the best way is to visit our website, and that is www.laadcanada.com. Uh, the museum will be having its own uh, specific website called whoarethejews.ca, which is not completed yet. Uh, you'll be able to see everything about the exhibit, where it is going, uh, how much it costs to book, and its availability. People who are interested in supporting or helping to expand this museum as we continue can also reach out to me personally, either through uh, the website um, or... Uh, uh, by sending me an email or reaching out to me on social media. Wonderful. Thank you very much again, Sam, for your time. Thanks so much. And that's today's edition of the Honest Report podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our mailing list, our podcast channel, and follow us on social media for the most up-to-date news. 
If you like what you've heard, please consider a donation to support our continued efforts at www.honestreporting.ca slash donate. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.